So this Sunday is a big finale of the church's year-long liturgical calendar. It ends with a burst of sheer praise for Jesus, the King of the universe. And as we said in our welcoming this Sunday, we also conclude our homily series, Saying Yes to God. And this week, yes might come a little easier for us because we are saying yes to the ultimate gift, being rescued from darkness and redeemed by embracing what Jesus did for all of us through his sacrifice on the cross. In a particular way, we have seen on display this morning our RCIA candidates and catechumens saying yes to God, what that looks like as they receive the blessings by the sign of the cross and by receiving their crosses as a sign of redemption and faith. They should be an inspiration to all of us as we celebrate the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are an example for us of saying yes to God as they commit to their studies and prayer and growing closer to Christ, striving to grow in their faith. It's fitting that we acknowledge today Christ's kingship, but admittedly our gospel reading may seem a little strange as a way to honor this mighty title. With Jesus hanging on the cross in pain and being mocked and tortured, and yet it is Jesus's crowning achievement, his sacrifice and death on the cross for our sins. The completion of his mission reminds us of his unconditional love for his Father, for all of us, and for all of creation. Next week, we begin the season of Advent, that wonderful time of anticipation as we prepare for the birth of Jesus, and then we'll celebrate the joy of the Christmas season. But first, the church is reminding us of Christ on the cross, wearing his crowns of thorns and suffering for our sins. Today, we pause to remember what Jesus did for us, a complete sacrifice of himself who suffered and died to save us. We hear some splendor and majesty of Jesus in this second reading from St. Paul. The extensiveness of his Christ's dominion over time and space on full display in that second reading. Jesus is described as the image of the invisible God who has mastery over all creation, has been given power over all things, thrones and dominions and principalities, all creation and all fullness. But even with all that power, Jesus is not a king who will impose his will on us, which unfortunately makes it easy for us to reject his kind of kingship. He is a king like no other. Jesus is a man of the people, the sick, the poor, the sinners, the hungry, those on the margins. His royal power is not one of dominion and arrogance, but of loving service and tender mercy. While Jesus desires to become the absolute ruler of our souls, he also graced us with free will to accept or reject the precious gift of a relationship 
with him. But so often we want to maintain control over our own lives, make our own direct decisions to be independent. Instead of seeking God's wisdom and will, oftentimes we choose our own priorities. So we need to ask ourselves today, do we really embrace Christ as our true king? Are we willing to completely submit ourselves to his rule? I know that at times this can be tough. Often we'd rather do our own thing, have it our own way. Instead of surrendering, we would rather keep our distance and avoid drawing closer to his royal throne. Thankfully, it's never too late to allow Jesus to govern our lives in every way. And we see this through the dialogue between the two criminals on the cross. One is on the right side, the other is on the wrong side. The one criminal is blaming and taking no responsibility for where he ended up. He's critical and cynical, and that gets him nowhere. He berated Jesus for not saving himself. The other criminal, known as the good thief, wants Jesus to go to the kingdom of heaven and to bring him along. The first criminal is focused on his earthly life, The second criminal is counting on the afterlife. While everyone else is jeering and taunting and mocking Jesus, the good thief asks Jesus to remember him when he comes into his kingdom. Who knows, this could have been one of the first prayers this man ever prayed in his life. A repentant sinner turns to a merciful son of God. His moment of conversion arrives just in the nick of time. So it's never too late for us to ask for forgiveness, to reconcile with one another and with our Lord and Savior. Jesus is always present for us, confirming that if we are sincere in our petition, then he will welcome us into paradise with him. Even on the cross, Jesus was waiting and ready to forgive proving once again that he is the ultimate seeker of those who are lost. He is always eager for anyone who repents, seeks forgiveness, and cries out to him with one request he wants to hear. He wants to be in relationship with all of us. It's not his divine duty or his obligation or his burden. It's the Father's pleasure to pour out love into a person even a criminal hanging on the cross. The king of the universe is always receptive, waiting for us with open arms. Jesus does not does what he was sent here to do, to bring us repentant sinners with him into paradise. So as we approach this Thanksgiving holiday in the spirit of gratitude, let's remember to say yes to God by praying during this week that very short and beautiful prayer. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Give praise and glory to Christ our King that we might someday hear those same words. Today you will be with me in paradise.